Welcome to our next episode of Fandom Family Chats. This is a production of Family Fan Clubs on Facebook. You can find us all over Facebook. You can find us all over social media under Fandom Family Chats. Look us up, get dialed in, get plugged in, and get ready to listen to some crazy people talk crazy stuff. Hey guys, welcome back to FFC. I'm Maureen. I'm Jeanette. I'm Eve. And we are back with another NBC night. Chicago is finally back on our TV sets. And they were great episodes this week. I do have to mention, you might have noticed that last Wednesday we did not put out our Netflix episode that we've been promising you. That will be coming. There's always scheduling conflicts whenever we try to do something fun and exciting for you guys. There's always, always, always something that pops up and is like, mm. Nope, you can't do this. Sorry. So we're going to stop telling you when we're going to do surprise things. And we're just going to start putting <laughs> surprise things surprise. out there for you. Okay. So sorry we didn't get that to you. But we are back. We're going to dig into the meat of Chicago, starting, as always, rightly so, with Chicago Med. And this was a, I, I actually really, I, I have to admit, it was hard to get back into the groove because I did miss that week. And that mm-hmm. took me like a week to catch up. So I'm like getting back into my, oh, I have to watch TV again mode. So it was hard to get connected to Met at first for me, mm. but I got in quick. There's a huge winter storm that they have there, which I can relate to because I don't live far from Chicago. So, mm-hmm. uh, and they're low on doctors. So Dr. Song's back again this week. And I actually really like her. And mm. I don't know if I'm the minority in this. I kind of dig her and Will together. Mm. I know that that is not your preferred. I know you guys mm. want Hannah and Will. I yeah. like Dr. Song and Will. I like them. I mean, we'll see. Like, we're going to, we've got to dive into what's happening. And then I'll give my reasons as we're talking about it as to why I don't think it'll work. Um, But like this episode, they're they're working on the same patient. Um, There's a a lady named Nina that's brought in her, her nephew, small nephew, Lucas is with her. And I guess they had had like some sort of carbon monoxide, like exposure and the poor lady trying to vent the apartment falls out the window. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so terrible. Um, and she's got like all kinds of, I mean, she's bleeding from somewhere. They have to do the expert, find out her pelvis is shattered. Um, so they're, you know, trying to bind all of that. And they want to do, Will's wanting to do a surgery on her to try to fix this. But in the discussion, and this is where my issue is, Dr. Salt, I do like her, but in the discussion of where, he wants to do the surgery and she's run these numbers and this lady's outcome percentage, like a good outcome is low. So she's just like, no, like but, we're not going to do it. Like I, I get that perspective, but that is not will. Mm-hmm. And so for me, that does not work. I think the difference here in the scenario though, is that didn't the power go out in the hospital and the general had to kick on and they were almost out of blood. Yes. And this one would require a lot of blood when there was a lot of people who needed blood. So they, it was, it's, I, I think there are moments <sighs> when Will fights too hard for one single patient when there's 30 that all need the same product. And so I think he needs that balancing. Well, and I mean, I get that, but at the same time, even with this, you know, I mean, cause they end up, they try the surgery with one doctor. It doesn't, she can't get the I lose I lose track on med of exactly what's happening but she can't get the cord in where it needs mm-hmm. to go I know that's definitely not technically correct but that's what she's trying to do okay she can't get it in there without loosening the binder on on the pelvic and they're afraid to make her bleed out. out exactly so you know they she calls off she's like we're done we're going back to the ICU 
um dr song decides she's gonna try it again because you know will's compassionate heart has obviously gotten to her and she's like okay it was the boy it had nothing to do with will well that's what i'm saying like oh i would i would be exactly the same there's no way i'd let that little boy lose someone else but her heart is in the right space and you can see that from this point because with will with the doctor she can look at it objectively which as a doctor some part of you has to be able to look at your patients objectively yeah can't be a hundred percent compassionately looking at them you have to look at both objectionably and compassionately and with this boy it was when he said she was it's my fault she was Mm -hmm. just trying to save me because she went up to the second floor to vent his room and the only reason the carbon monoxide poisoning happened was because he was too cold so she turned on the the oven or the stove it was the oven yeah warmed him up so it was that boy's plea of Please don't make another one of these deaths be my fault. Right. And I'm going to be exactly like Will. Like, I'm not going to let that child have that guilt. I don't, I don't see Dr. Song is the same way though. I mean, I don't care about the other 30 patients at that point in time. Like, I'm going to make sure this little boy is not going to like blame himself for this death. Like, I'm not going to do it. And I mean, the thing is too, like we even had that one doctor, which he's like cardio. We don't like him anyways. No, he's okay. butt face he's all yelling at them about you know using all the blood but at the same time like here's the thing this lady is here she needs this procedure she needs that blood to save her we don't know for a fact that we're going to run out of blood for someone else that comes in here we don't know that maybe no one else is going to come in that's going to need that i'm about i'm going to save what i can at the moment and not worry about the future i don't know i don't but we know will can do no wrong in my eyes that's exactly and so like there's I a reason we are not doctors. <laughs> no, like I could not make those hard decisions. And I like, you know, and I'm not even saying that Dr. Song is wrong. I'm not, because that's mm-hmm. that's the way she looks at things. That's fine. So like, I don't necessarily think Dr. Song's wrong in her approach. I don't, that's fine. But my thing is that Will is, he is never going to change with his compassionate heart mm-hmm. and him fighting for his patients in that way. So I, I don't think, I just don't think they're a good match. I think professionally they would butt heads a lot and so i mean i think that's what they're trying to like i don't know they put them together two weeks in a row and so i think we're definitely trying to possibly go there but i still want him with hannah i think you need an opposite though i think that will will is so 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 far to one side he needs to be balanced he He's needs perfect, to be bal- just like he is. <laughs> He's not perfect. That's, the whole That's why we love Chicago because there's not a single no. character in all of the Chicago world who is perfect. They it's are all Will Halstead no. and Adam Ruzek. No. Yes, they're all flawed yes. in some way. They have done some sort of wrong. But that's what makes us love them more mm-hmm. is they can have these aspects to their character that need a little bit of tweaking, but they're still good, good men and women that's why we love them so much. And I think for Will, I think something that they're trying to highlight is that you do need this. And I think that, but with Will, you could see that, yeah, it wasn't, it was the boy who plied on Dr. Song's heartstrings, but it's also Will's influence over her that she's starting to see. So not only is she going to balance him out to help, I don't think he needs to change that much, but he does sometimes need to look at things more objectively. This was a crisis situation for the hospital. They are low on blood. Yeah, you don't know if someone's going to run out of blood and need blood, but you are in an overflowing hospital where people are constantly overwhelming you. People in constant where people are being stabbed in hallways. 
Like you have, you, you can't deplete a supply when there's no chance of you getting more. You have to use it as you need it. And like, I mean, I'm with you though. If I, I would want to save my patient at all costs, no matter what. But yeah, because I'm like, that's why I'm not a doctor. How do you you pick? How do you, how do you know that this woman can't survive this? I mean, like she did survive it. Yes. They depleted Mm -hmm. the blood, but they saved this person. Isn't that your job to save your patient? And you did that. It is. And I think that, I think it's, uh, uh, there's absolutely no freaking way I could be a doctor because I can't make that choice. I I can't say, no, I can't save this person. There's no way. There's absolutely no way I could make that choice. No, not without but trying every doctors single Doctors have possible. to be able to, in a crisis setting, they have to be able to, I mean, we've seen this on fire before where there are, is it a different show where they tag the people as, yeah, yeah it's been on Chicago where they give <laughs> them all the different tags, yeah. depending on how, how fierce their uh, issue is, if there is hope for them or if there is not hope for them and they tag them all yeah. the way down. You need to be able to have that line of sight when these things are happening. Well, you're talking bad about Will, so I might. Just <laughs> no, I love Will. I think okay. that Will is going to impress on her because we also saw in last in the last one that I didn't get to discuss, yeah. where he was like, "No, I'm fine doing it my way," and then he was like, "Well, maybe yeah. I could use your method," and it worked. I mean, I I don't know. She just I've been waiting for him to have a love for so long, and she's so like I like her, but she's so boring. I just. But I think Will can liven that up. I think she's willing to change, and I think she's willing to learn from him. He's and I think kind of boring she wants sometimes to. too. And I don't get me wrong; I love him, but like I, I feel like he was he needs... perfect in every way. You know, I, I do think he's great. I just think he needs like that spice and that feistiness sometimes. So I don't, I don't know. We'll see what happens. But I mean, I definitely do think they're at least giving us those vibes like that could happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I don't know. We'll see. I like him, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't dislike it. It's just not what I've been hoping for. That's so exactly we'll the problem right there. Yeah, yeah. Your will deserves better. It's like yes. saying, maybe Adam Rizzo could be with somebody other than Kim. Never. Like, see? <laughs> like, never. <laughs> and that's the thing, but it's not always got to be Hannah, because, like, I've supported other relationships. It's just, I don't know, I'm going to have to see more. I mean, obviously, Since I got to... Well, not since Hannah, but it took me a while to get over Natalie and Hannah managed to do it, you know? So we'll see. Show me some better stuff from Dr. Song. What is Dr. Song's first name? I mean, we're going to have to learn her first name. I have no idea. I will learn her first name when um, they give us a reason to care about her. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I don't know her. I kept writing, everybody else I put their first names. I kept writing Dr. Song because I'm like, I don't know what her name is. I actually forgot what her last name was too until I saw it written out. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, this week too, like Will and, and Dr. Song, you know, their conflicts weren't like the only conflict we saw this week because Crockett is um, sort of fighting with 2.0 this week. So they've got their issues happening. He was in a mood this week. What was he, he was coming tired. Into, like, two doubles or something? Did and she say 70? Coffee or I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I feel like, didn't Maggie say like 72 hours or something? Like she said like a long time. It, how do people it was, do that how is that even legal like it's probably technically allowed? it's not they get away with it with sleeping in an on-call room for a set amount of hours before they return he's yeah. been but at the hospital he, for 72 hours i don't think he's been working 72 hours yeah on the other hand he's crockett so i mean you can't force crockett no. to take a back seat you know go take a nap but it is dangerous <laughs> probably should the other thing that was highlighted this week is 
the reason that we kind of lump Maggie and Crockett together with this Phoenix case is because Dr. Charles got to step in there and Dr. Charles is picking up on all these emotional almost deficits that these all of these characters are having in this one grouping right here mm-hmm. poor Felix oh, the poor man had such a rough I mean he was already having a rough time with his initial visit mm-hmm. and the poor man gets stabbed in the lobby I was real confused when the stabbing happened, if I'm being honest, because I was like, wait, wait, what? Like, what happened? Like, I was like, did, were we supposed to know who stabbed him? Like, I was like, I did I like, miss something? I thought I missed a scene. I was like, wait, did I fall asleep for like 15 minutes? Like, I don't understand what this is. Me too. Me too. But no, I mean, it was, I mean, it was part of the big mystery of who stabbed him. So, I mean, that wasn't something that we even got to see. No. And I think... I felt so bad for Felix because, and even, even more so for Maggie, because Dr. Charles tried to push that, no, I don't think the hallway is a good place for him. And Maggie was like, well, you don't have a choice and put him out there. So on top of all her struggles that she's currently going through, she just took that onto herself as well as, well, this one's on me, nobody else. Yeah. And then she let the stabber back in. I'm going to go ahead and say it. When I, we saw that lady the first time, when she first came into the lobby, I remember like the she first was, time. yes, she came in like when they were just showing all the people like coming into the lobby or whatever. I she stood out to me because like mm, she seems like something's up because they were like, is anything wrong? She was like, no, no, you know, like she seemed odd at the time, and so I was like, there's something up with her. I don't know what it is, but there's something up with her, and then I sure enough. Crazy that, that must have been right in the beginning when I wasn't paying close enough attention. Was. The first time I saw her was when Maggie let her in. Yeah, it was it was like the first scene or something. Yeah, I was screaming, Maggie. This is sketchy. I know. And but- then I got nervous when we get that woman in the room and like poor Zach, who's like the sweetest like person alive. I was like, Tim oh, this week. I'm like, they're gonna. I was, I was like, do we even care that much about him? They're not gonna kill him, right? I got real nervous for a second. Mm-hmm. Like, but Zach is standing there, like, no, it's okay. I'm almost done. I'm like, Zach, I don't get care. Out of there. Get out, walk away. This lady is cuckoo. Like, yeah, which I felt sorry for. I mean, obviously, we, I mean, she's got schizophrenia too. Yeah, it's so not I mean, her fault. Like, yeah, I mean, she doesn't know what's going on, but my goodness, like, I don't know. But Maggie, I mean, God, she just jumped right in there and then mm-hmm. got her arm like sliced open. But well, with Felix, like I didn't even know, especially since I didn't catch this woman in the beginning, mm-hmm. and I certainly didn't catch it when she took that swipe at Maggie that the knife was broken. I didn't catch that the knife broke off in Felix either. I didn't understand why they were needing surgery. Like I did not pay enough attention to this part of the story at all yeah crockett said that the knife was broken and that's the only way that you knew or whatever he said that the, i guess they did an x-ray or something the knife that. was broken um which is why he takes him into surgery which is of course why that. everything like went crazy in there but you know okay so crockett's got him in the 2.0 surgery mm-hmm. room and 2.0 starts telling him that he rightly so i yeah i mean I get his frustration in the moment because he's just trying to get this done. He's trying to save this person, you know, whatever. But you probably are too tired to be doing this. Maybe we should be thankful for 2.0 now for not letting Crockett finish the surgery. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I get like, 
I wouldn't want to hand my surgery over to my surgical resident either if he was that guy. But, I mean, obviously he pulls it off. So, obviously he is capable. So, that is something that, like, I mean. But Crockett stayed in there, though, with him. Yeah. And he made a point. What is his name? Kai. Kai. Okay. I don't like Kai. I don't like him at all. Taka Reed. Yeah. He irritates me. I don't like him. But he did make a point to say, with your guidance. So, he knows how to placate Crockett, at least. Mm -hmm. He's learned enough about Crockett to communicate to him the way he needs to so i mean he's smart he's just Mm -hmm. arrogant and i don't like him well thank goodness for him this week though because Mm -hmm. i mean like otherwise like what would have happened you know crockett would have probably tried to continue on or he would have tried to figure something out well i guess 2.0 wasn't going to let him no which i do feel like i can see the point to where that could be dangerous as well like what if you didn't have kai in there and the lady's open on the table Mm -hmm. or i guess it was not lady it was felix but what if it's a time-sensitive surgery and they only have like X amount of minutes to get this mm-hmm. done and now we have to find a new surgeon? But I think that's that's the point of having a resident and an attending or a resident yeah. and a chief in there at the same time. But there's and not I think always, is there? Usually there's two. Usually there's even like... Um, yeah, I think Crockett has usually had an assistant in there, at least an assistant. Even on the other medical shows that I watch, I mean, I don't watch Grey's or um, some of those other medical shows, but a lot of them usually have two surgeons in there. It's not usually two lead surgeons. It's usually yeah. a surgeon and a resident or a surgeon and an assistant who can help if there's trouble because that's just, from a legal standpoint, yeah. it's wise to have an, a, an additional backup. Yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. that surgeon could have a heart attack. That surgeon could have a seizure. That ju- surgeon could have a stroke. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So I think from a legal standpoint, they have to have at least an assistant Yeah. on a surgery. That's true. That's true, I guess. But I think that we can certainly see this. I mean, we've seen at first, we we're like, oh, Jack's, we like Jack. Oh, we don't like Jack. Oh, we do like Jack. Do we like Jack? And I think we can, I really think that he is going to be an asset. I think he fired Archer last week mm-hmm. because he- it was a multi-million dollar machine that was busted in Archer's frustration. Yeah. yeah. But I think that we can see this week that he is on team med. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I like how he approached it with Crockett. I like that he didn't blow Crockett off. And I like that he even said, I'm going to walk. Keep talking though, because I'm listening to you. So he mm-hmm. wasn't blowing Crockett off. He wanted Crockett to understand, listen. What's going on? Yeah. You couldn't monitor this machine. You couldn't turn it on even though it was working perfectly fine. And I'm going to show you it's working perfectly fine. This is for your benefit, not just for mine. So I think that the way Jack handled the situation was excellent. I thought, and so I I do think he's team med. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. I, I I was on his side with this that, I mean, obviously that's a feature that that needs to be there. Mm -hmm. And I think that we can see in this situation that another person who I was worried about this episode of how they were going to handle the situation was been with Maggie because after last week, I yeah. I have not been as hardcore against Ben as let's say Jeanette has. Some been. people. <laughs> no, I'm gonna call you out by name as That's Jeanette fine. has been. <laughs> I'm but cool after last week, I was like, she she came to you. She mm-hmm. she said everything that needed to be said between a married couple when there is a problem. You needed to apologize then and start work then 
And so this mm-hmm. whole episode when she was starting to, we could tell she's projecting with Felix mm-hmm. about that. She's so the whole worried. episode, I was just yeah. like, where are you, dude? Where are you? Yeah. I'm, I am I was starting to lose it. With I, was gonna, again, I was like, just answer your freaking phone and talk to your wife. How hard is it? Yeah. yeah. It can't be that Shoot hard. her a text, anything. Just let her know you're okay. I'm good. So, like, some- as mad as I've been at Ben, because it has been me that's been really, really mad. I will say he I, I was happy by the end of this I, I was happy the way he handled this and he came back to her and I'm okay I mean obviously this, it is and I think I don't know if they'll show us because I mean maybe that won't Nate but I mean I I got the impression this was I mean this was a step he was taking a step to show her like okay cool I'm ready to work on this so if they're willing to work on it and he sees the how stupid he was being for like not Mm-hmm. for just ghosting her then i'm cool like work on it and get because i did like them so like i want them back to what they were and so hopefully that's gonna happen there just needs to be more to that apology than i'm sorry it took so long okay fight over no no you made her wait yeah. so long for this after she appeared in your classroom you made her wait too long yeah it, it was a punishment it was petty but I, I don't think we'll get, I don't know that we'll get a whole lot more of that. I think we're probably just going to move right past it, is my guess. Oh, I want I need to see him apologize a little bit more. I don't know. You might be asking too much, because I don't think he's going to do all that. But maybe we'll see him in counseling. That would work, too, if I see them, like, doing something to, like, build this back. Like, I don't need to see what he's saying, just as long as I see that they're both working on it. I'm okay with it gonna have to be mad at ben forever if we <laughs> something and i really don't want that because they I, will i do really like ben mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i want to like him and i don't think that's going to happen again if they just glaze over this and say okay we're, we're gonna skip ahead everything's good yeah i think it's so funny that i was the one the most mad about this and now i'm like no it's fine now i'm cool well i think it's for <laughs> me it's because that olive branch that was put out to him last week when you are in a marriage it's work when when you are in a situation like this like i got his frustration i got he needed time away but when maggie came and said listen we we have to work on this we can't just end it here we're better than this we're stronger than this all those things that she said all the ways that she put it that she's standing before him obviously vulnerable obviously broken crying Mm -hmm. you need to step up to the plate get over yourself and realize you're right you were wrong in this situation i may have dragged it on too long we do need to work on it at the very least it should have been him saying you're right we do need to work on it at the very least yeah and nothing he said nothing that was when i was like "Mm, that's not okay you need to be responsive when someone comes before you like that being that vulnerable almost groveling you don't get to be silent to your partner and so that's i think for me that silence spoke so loud last week that his one sentence of sorry it took me so long was like that that all you sorry for not that you pulled the christopher and kept her in the dark and pretended like she didn't matter for weeks like okay sorry it took so long now keep going yes I mean, it was a start. It was definitely a step. And I'm glad to see them back together. 
I just need to see him put in work. I can't have Chicago med just be like, all right, he apologized. Everything's gravy now. Like, no, because there's clearly issues that have to be dealt with. Yeah. I just need to see it. Not even all of it. I just need to, even through Maggie saying, you know, we're in counseling. Yeah. Ben, Ben and I have a meeting with the therapist tonight. Like just, you know, if I get those little nuggets, I'm satisfied. Yeah, because I don't think they'll do a whole lot. They might give us no. that. I hope so. Because I think Med just has far too many characters and different <laughs> storylines happening for them to be able to do that. people. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm just hoping we see Maggie and Ben get things right again because the two of them, they were so solid. Um, But one relationship I'm glad is kind of going the other way, which is getting better and better each week, is Archer and his son. I love it. I am so here for it. I have to admit, though, that I didn't have much hope this week. The way that things were going at the very beginning of that little storyline, I was like, oh, God, now they're going backwards and I don't like this. But Mm -hmm. it worked this week. I feel like they are getting to a really good place. Mm -hmm. And I was a little disappointed in Dean because Sean was obviously not on anything when he was in the hospital. Like he was... It was obvious to me he wasn't on anything. Yes, it was also obvious he was hiding part of the story from his dad. But I think once given the story, as a doctor, he should have been able to see Sean's not under the influence and should have been able to separate why he didn't tell his dad what the well, real story Well, I think was. it would also be concerning, though, that like well, someone who, sure. who's, who is an addict and who has just gotten out of jail, that you're even spending any sort of time with someone mm-hmm. that is using so i think that's probably where his fear plus yeah it sounds like it, it was a rough road with sean mm-hmm. so I, we don't know all the details of what all like dean has been through in the past with this and i think that's just where he was stressed about i think that he did with i think that he didn't want to I, I don't think he actually thought sean was on anything i think that his concern was Mm-hmm. you're with the wrong people but the way he, yeah. i think he's so dean is such like a man about things i can't say mm-hmm. what i'm afraid so he yes instead used belittling language and yeah. the wrong word choice and i think sean kind of got that too mm-hmm. yeah so i i'm i out, outright cried a little bit in this storyline like happily because yeah. i just it was not. Nice. I really like Sean's character, and I hope that we do. I don't think we're going to see a ton of Sean because he's not a doctor, but I think right. we'll see as much as we were seeing of Ben, which that didn't make sense either because he's a school teacher, but seemed to always be at the hospital. Oh, so- he, I mean, he, he he's a dedicated teacher. He would come with all of his kids every time someone got a bruise, right there with them all day, in the middle of the school day. But so I think they I would- must not have a teacher shortage in that <laughs> no, county. Okay, plenty not. of subs, plenty of subs. <laughs> So I think I, I would like to see more of Sean. I don't know how much that's possible, but I have a theory that Dean is going to get sicker and sicker mm-hmm. and Sean is going to be the one to pick up his slack and be the first dad and help him through his illness I, in the way that Dean might've been helping him through his addiction. I think that Dean is going to need a kidney transplant and Sean is going to be the donor. I don't know if he can be. Well, he can he be? if he's an addict it depends on it depends on a how, how damaged how his organs are it depends on b how long it's been since he's had drugs in his system and i think which he's been in prison for 
a certain amount of time. So he may have had to have been clean for, I mean, obviously however long he's been in there. But where addiction really comes into play on whether or not you're using is typically, yes, you can't give a kidney if you are currently using, because obvious there's obvious right. complications with that. But it's, if you, if there's a chance you might get hooked again, um, mm-hmm. that tends to be more towards if you're receiving an organ, if yeah, there's sure. a chance you might relapse. So anyway, the story that happens there that, that he obviously was up and I love Zach in this too, because Zach was like, here's this case. And Dean's like, and why are you showing this to me? So Zach, I, I like how Zach handled Archer too. And I, I like I like the respect that Archer had for Zach through this process because Zach did handle this case well. He was discreet. He wasn't putting anything in anyone's face. He was like, you know, I just thought you might want to be seeing this. You might want to be a part of this. And so the Clint comes in saying, oh, yeah, I just got randomly jumped. No idea why. And obviously he was doped up heavily. I mean, he was on multiple things. Oh yeah! <laughs> didn't, didn't Dean say there's an entire pharmacy in a system or something? Yeah, there was like that? amphetamines, benzos, and opioids all in a system. So, like I don't know how he seemed to be so clear while talking to them. Like that was, I, like your words should have been slurred. Something yes. like, uh, wow! I was not impressed. Okay. He should not have been okay as he was, right? Like. I- <laughs> Because like Arch- I don't know much about drugs, but I'm pretty sure if you have a that kind of pharmacy going on in your body, you should be completely incapacitated. Most would think so. Usually, if you take uppers and downers, like it just uh, I don't know. I this sounds like I'm an addict. I am no longer. So just like just to be very clear, I just know that uppers and downers don't tend to react friendly in your body together. Yeah. So uh, I I think I don't. I think that that was the tipping point for Dean where his fear just spiked. And then to see that Sean was, I don't think Sean was listening to his conversation about Hannah to like spy on Dean to whatever. I think that he could see that his dad was stressed out. I think he could see that his dad was starting to panic. And I think his only thought was I can help him. I know how I can help him. He didn't ask. He didn't need to be told. Sean just went out and got Hannah for the sake of getting her. And I, I just, that. that was the part where I was like, oh, uh, yes. yeah, I, I, I got a little giddy when I saw it yeah. with Sean. And then it was just, just to watch him do that. And the look on Archer's face when Sean came in, it's like, I got to move my truck. And Archer was just, I don't, so I'm getting proud. emotional thinking about it. He was so immensely proud mm-hmm. and in awe of his son. And the fact that Sean saw that was what made me tear up. Yeah. I think Sean needed to see that his dad felt that way about him. Yeah. No, I totally agree. I've been pretty iffy about Sean too, because I've been kind of, because I want to like him because I really do like how Archer has been getting more and more likable since this storyline came into play. But for a while I've been thinking I don't know if we can trust him yeah. this is end well mm-hmm. but this episode I was happy to be pleasantly surprised I was like okay he's a good guy mm-hmm. We're yeah yeah Absolutely. no for sure and then how mm-hmm. Dean asked him to go to give him a ride home and he said mm-hmm. something about snow t- I was just like oh 
just continue this, please. Don't ever stop this. It was cute. It was Don't cute. ever stop it. I will say, though, that I was a little confused because, again, I apparently wasn't paying attention the entire first 20 minutes of this episode because I, I even put in the chat, uh, did I miss when Hannah called the National Guard to come pick her up? <laughs> that's what went... <laughs> When they mentioned in the beginning, like that, because I think Dean asked about like Hannah or something. Um, I remember that. Like, like Sharon replied something about the like National Guard was out was going to be out. I guess getting doctors like to the hospitals and stuff like the people that, that couldn't get out. It was so real quick. It, it was yeah, like it a was just quick little thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so before we get into what Hannah's doing, okay, this is another thing that I have to bring up and I want to know if I'm making it up or if anyone else is seeing this weirdness. Okay. Why is, why is Dean like overly concerned with like Ooh. Hannah's well-being? I think because she was the one that like, at first I was getting like romantic vibes, which was I, like, I think but I, I am. Think it's, and I, I think it's more father daughter. I, okay. I think over the past couple of weeks, I've seen more father-daughter concern. And I think it never... has to do with the fact that Sean has re-entered his life. Okay, Hannah's an maybe. addict, a recovering addict, and he's seeing her overcome. So he's very invested in her staying on the right track because he so desperately wants Sean to stay on the right track. And I think that those two, Hannah being entered into his life, overcoming addiction at the same time that his son is re-entering his life, recovering from addiction, is something he's, okay. he's very invested in that because of that and hannah cares for archer i think almost like a father figure and i think he's he's receiving that from her because his son was so closed off to him for too long i just want to make sure that i hope that's what we're doing because we going back to like the will thing we had like that one moment in the shower after that like ex, you know and then like it was like after that like we they haven't even had a scene together no. since then and so I just got worried that like we're taking these in two op- like completely opposite directions. And I was I would not support that. That's, that would be I weird. wouldn't either. Look, that's just not. I mean, it's just not my thing. But like an age gap, like romance mm. trope, it's it's not my thing. I'm not. Into I will say it. I like, did I feel don't... that at first, though. I was like, mm, gross. No, don't do we'll this. See. Don't do this. Don't do this. But not over the last that I don't. Weeks, I think that. Yeah, I would love for Dean to have a love interest. Yes. I like him. Just but, not like, Hannah. Not Hannah, Hannah because ew. Because Hannah's probably like, I mean, what do we think? Like thirty-five? I mean, like if that? I mean, mm-hmm. like I'd say she's like early to mid, like much younger, than, like half his age. Exactly, which that's fine. You know, I mean, everyone's adults; they can do what they want. Like, but that's just not. That's not my. It's not. I don't know. It's not my thing. I guess. You know, so. for me, it was weird when Crockett was with that older <sighs> doctor too. Like that was weird. I mean, it was weird. I was weird. It was weird because he was also dating her daughter. But that was weird. It was just weird. It was the the difference in their ages and their standings. Mm -hmm. She was the chief of the department. He was under her. Dean is the chief of the ED. Hannah works in the ED. So it just it's that imbalance of power that feels like it makes it feel dirty. Yeah, I agree. So, but I mean, yeah. Hannah was, she was struggling this week mm-hmm. and Archer was very concerned about like whether or not she could get there, whether or not she could get there safely. Yeah. And I mean, I don't know. I, yeah, he was concerned. So, but hopefully, like you said, it's just father daughter thing. I'm going to try to just put everything else out of my head. <laughs> um, 
but okay yeah so she's being picked up by the national guard which i'm like that's kind of cool like you know that they just go but i guess that makes sense that like i mean these doctors need to get to the hospital so i mm-hmm. guess that's something that you know you would do because you know they're essential workers you got to get them there um of course on the way to the hospital they find like a motorist like on the road who's had a car accident which i mean good time you know it's good for him that you know mm-hmm. they stopped or whatever um i always love in these shows though they get him out of the car and then stuff blows up like oh perfect timing right like how long has he been sitting there and like you just happen to get him out of the car right as it's all blowing up it's funny um but that like stops him because like then not only does it like bust the tires on the vehicle but like both paul the patient and i had to write down they didn't tell us corporal parker they didn't tell us his first name um they both are taking took shrapnel from whatever you know from the car explosion so here hannah is like trying to doctor everyone i love hannah i do i mean too. she is like a boss and i'm like here mm-hmm. for it um i mean she's handled all of that so but when she took that cheeto bag and made like a little like vent i was like oh my gosh like that is just that is crazy. another situation where i happened to look down and then i looked up and it was already on him i'm like what is that what is it that's on him? Why does it look the like Cheeto brains? bag? Oh, it's a Cheeto bag. <laughs> I, I knew it was, but you know how it's got, it's got like the picture of Cheetos on there? Yes. I couldn't yes. make it out and it just looked like brains to me. I was like, what is she putting up? What is that? I yeah. could have rewound it, but I was on a time schedule. So I didn't. And I just thought yeah. I'd figure it out. And I never did. So I'm glad that yeah. you were telling me now. Thank you. It's a Cheeto bag. So it was great. A whole lot less horrifying than I was imagining. <laughs> right. But I was, I don't know. I've never even thought about that what i saw must have been new amsterdam because that's the show i'm watching right now but i saw like just recently somebody else make a seal like that out of like something insane and i'm just like man i'm learning so much from these <laughs> shows like if i ever had the situation like i know what i need to do now you know <laughs> okay now i did mention that in one of our <laughs> interviews to one of the guys who plays an er doctor i was like so do you just feel like you can doctor everybody because i feel like i can and he was absolutely horrified that that came out of my mouth so maybe we're not learning as much as we think we are I think we could do it. I think maybe right? we don't need to be too cocky about that. I mean, you know, push come to shove. I'm like stuck in a snowstorm, can't get somewhere. I can push come to shove. I'm gonna forget absybody everything from these shows. I guarantee there's like chip bags laying all over my car. There always <laughs> is. Nope. I'm gonna panic and start crying. Yep. That that's my pretty much. <laughs> I'm good under pressure. We're all screwed if I'm the only adult on the scene. Oh no, I, I handle pressure really well. I could I could do I do this. too. I just don't handle medical emergencies real well. Oh, I do. On the inside, I'm like crazy, but like I'm I'm good. Every time my kids busted their head open, had to go to the hospital, I'm like, it's fine, we're good. Just put the paper towel, hold it right there. <laughs> and David's freaking out. I'm like, it's fine. And on top of all of like this is Hannah's dealing with out in the field before she gets to the hospital, like Dean's had to call her a couple of times because mm-hmm. of course she's not there. And there's like an OB emergent patient that comes in and he's having to deal with all of that on his own. No, Zach helped him with that. Oh yeah, I guess he did. Well, because Dean even brings it up when he, uh, when there's another patient who came in and he said, no, I think Zach can handle this one on his own. That was the respect that oh, he got true. from Dean was because he helped deliver that baby. Yeah. yeah. And the look on, see, Dean passing out pride this week, like it's money to these people. I know, it's really it's so just, good. I really like to see that the look on Sean's face, the look on Zach's yeah. face when Dean said something nice. And you could tell 
That I don't think Dean has ever said a single nice word to Zach. Never. No. Well, I mean, he doesn't say many nice things at all. But Zach especially. I remember his first time in the ER with Dean. And Dean was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> what was it? He he did say something this week too, though. What was it? There was one time when he was like, this is my first time doing this. Or I forget what it was about. And Dean was like, I can tell. <laughs> I just love his little humor like this. I can tell. I really do enjoy Dean. He makes me laugh a lot. Yeah, me too. Me too. I can't remember what he was talking about, but I remember thinking that was really funny. And I think that this just cements his position as he deserves this ED chief role. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he had to call Hannah, but he handled it and his staff handled it because they yeah. had, and I think Zach handled it so well because he had full confidence in Dean. Yeah. These cases always freak me out a little bit. I feel like this is all over the place. I want you to know, I never heard of preeclampsia before i had elena like when they told me that i had it i'm like what is that <laughs> i swear to god i hear it all the time in these medical and i watched medical shows before too the Every first time, time I, I heard it was on the show passions and I, so i thought it was made up so i used to watch passions i don't i don't know if i just like block this out because i was like i've never heard of this and then now i'm like I know tons of people that have had it. It's on every medical show multiple times. I'm just like, yeah, every time a pregnant person comes into the hospital, I'm like, oh, it's preeclampsia. <laughs> well, yeah, as soon as I say your blood pressure is elevated, like, don't run the tests. I know what it is. They'll say, oh, there's blood pressure elevated. I'm like, well, it's preeclampsia. Then. Eve's trying to call all the all the all the hospitals in Chicago. <laughs> Let me tell you what this is. I got it. I got you. We get we all get real excited. Eve's even put it in the thing like when watching New Amsterdam when like a familiar disease pops up, we're like, oh, we know this one. <laughs> We've seen this on every show. Or, like whatever yes. it's called. This is the third show it's been, and I'm like, I know yep. what that is. Mm-hmm. We know how to treat it. I'm telling I'm a you, medical professional. We can do I know this. How to do this. <laughs> These medical shows have no idea what they're creating in their fans and their shows really overconfident binge tv watchers <laughs> look when i mean i've now watched chicago med Grey's anatomy <laughs> i'm certified New amsterdam I'm the resident all these shows i, I am watched, practically a phd <laughs> i watched er way back in the day i don't remember half of that but i did i watched it i got this i guarantee you don't <laughs> let me just think that i do okay but katie is the pregnant patient by the way back to katie (laughs) and eve knew what she had from the moment she walked in the room yeah i'm the expert (laughs) but um i feel like everybody was unnaturally calm through this whole thing because first of all their you know resident uh ob was you know otherwise occupied and this woman is like okay okay uh, granted she was calm because everybody else was mm-hmm. but i did not think it was going to end as well as it did i know <laughs> let me tell y'all the whole the whole time until we saw that baby <laughs> i mean talking about being calm i will say that at least in my experience in real life this is how they handle preeclampsia too because i will never forget the day that i went in brand new i was like 29 years old having my first baby i don't know anything She's like, okay, your blood pressure is a little elevated. So it was like two weeks before. I know this is side talk, but two weeks before I had her. And they were like, we're probably going to have to have you stop working sometime soon. And I'm thinking, okay, um, hopefully not too soon. Um, 
the next week I go in, she's like, well, okay, now you've got to go on bed rest. I mean, like they walked me into this. And then the day I had Elena, she said, well, I think that we're going to be having a baby real soon. I'm still thinking, okay, cool. Like maybe later on this week, I guess they bring in like a wheelchair mm-hmm. and I'm like, you mean like right now? <laughs> and she was like, yeah, right now we're going to take you over there. I'm thinking I have to call my boss. Like he's expecting me to come in like here in just a little bit. Like, but they were that calm the whole time. She walked me through very gently. Like, okay, you're going to give birth like soon today right now like what so, that is how zach handled it too because he yes. just moved the curtain aside he's like um she's having the baby and dean said no she can't she was just at one centimeter and zach's like what's happening <laughs> i think that was the one where I, I don't think i think zach said he's never delivered a baby before yeah and he was like mm, it's coming not a big deal yeah okay okay he watched a lot of medical dramas too he knew he could handle it right i was right there with him and i knew what i was doing (laughs) he was like all right zach dean this is what you're gonna do now we got this (laughs) baby's gonna come out and you're gonna catch it that's as much as i know it's gonna shoot right out because that's how it happens easy peasy easy peasy oh says the poor eve with no children it's like oh it's easy peasy next Uh, week we get even more of hannah which yay i'm a little worried about her judgment next week yeah i think i think she'll be fine i think at her initial reaction well she'll want to save this lady that overdoses after having the baby but i think that's why dean is there i think he'll fix her like and get her to understand that i do with that i do think she'll get too involved in this mm-hmm. person i do think that she's, like, she's gonna see herself mm-hmm. yeah so obviously sure. the preview shows us this woman i believe she od'd on heroin in the hospital she's yeah. at least found splayed on on the floor with her heroin i don't know if she shut up or if she inhaled it i don't know i couldn't tell what was there they they zoomed away from it too fast yeah. but Either way, she had a boatload of heroin and she was passing on the floor. So I believe she OD'd right after giving birth to a baby. And Dean is obviously like, you're not seriously thinking we're going to send this baby home with this woman. Mm-hmm. So I, I think next week is going to be interesting. I think it's going to hit us all a little differently because most of us are moms. But I don't think you have to be a mother to appreciate this episode. I think you just have to be a human being to understand this condition that Hannah has. It's not just because Hannah's not a mother. It's not just about being a mom. It's about seeing someone in a place where you've been and trying to not put all of you into their place at that moment. Yeah. And I think we might see Hannah overcome some things. And I think we're going to see Dean overcome some things with his son. I think this might be the the point they've been building up to with the Dean Hannah relationship mm-hmm. because they're both intrinsically tied to addiction. Obviously yeah. Dean through Sean, not himself, but Hannah's directly. So I think, I think this is what they've been building up to with their relationship. I think we'll be rewarded with a non-romantic peak I hope so. to their relationship next week. So I hope so. So that was med. We always talk the longest about med. I know we, hopefully we can fly through this. So we're going to have been 30 jump into fire um so that call we saw in the preview last week uh that's sort of what we're seeing here it's a crazy one and it's kind of gave us 
like a new storyline that I'm not sure if we're done with completely or but it was it was interesting this week anyways first of all I just want to say that this call was like 911 level Mm -hmm. weird. yes that's what I thought too is the show that gets all the really weird calls and I know that 911 is based like on like real calls Mm-hmm. but they must like pick like the Weird most ones. random like funny yep. ones and fire usually is a little more <clears throat> I don't know the calls aren't usually this like as comedic which there's nothing funny about someone having an arrow through their neck <laughs> See, <laughs> you're gonna have to explain yourself a little Eve. <laughs> it, no I know what she means though like it's odd that it would happen you know what I mean? Like it's one of those strange occurrences. It's a so very I think odd, it's a very odd injury. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, that I'll agree with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And even the way the lady like came to the door was like, come in, it's really bad. I mean, it was just I mean, it felt it honestly did feel like a 911 like LA like show. That's what it felt like. But yeah, I was a little nervous because it seemed at first like they weren't going to be able to even get him into the ambo because you know they had to cut off part of the arrow but then they couldn't do that without causing more damage i was like oh god this is a terrible start to this episode i was really proud of myself because when kelly was like We're, we'll cut it i was like no no, you can't it's gonna vibrate and then she Look said that I was like see oh! you could be a medical professional too no, I would, I would accidentally kill someone every day. <laughs> Nobody wants that. Oh, but then they like did some kind of rap thing, like your eight rap, to stabilize. That was cool. Got weird vibes from Kelly to Brett this week. Okay, so it's not just me. I asked Amanda too, and she was like, "No, I didn't get that on them." Weird vibes. The way like, he kept looking at her, and like. <sighs> Well, uh, and also, like, when we talk later about, I mean, we'll talk more a little bit more in depth this, but, like, when they start bringing up Casey, mm-hmm. it was just, like, they were having this conversation about love, and it was odd, and I don't know if it's just because, to be honest, as long as Brett and Kelly have been on the show together, they rarely share scenes. Yep. And so, maybe it's just that. Maybe, unfortunately, that kara and taylor have chemistry and it just came through i don't okay. know let's be real but honest taylor kinney can have chemistry with a potato absolutely but there was something different here i i'm glad because amanda didn't see it I'm oh sorry. it was there okay i don't know what the purpose was or if there was a purpose at all but it, I think it was, was their scenes were strange in my opinion but i think it wasn't romantic as it was coming off i think it's just nobody's fault that taylor kinney is that charismatic and has great chemistry with everybody i think it was supposed to come off as he was awe inspired by the saving work that she was actually doing compiled with he's feeling more compassionate like he needs to do more for people which is the direction i think they're gonna take it with because i'm trying to figure this into this is gonna play into his exit somehow but i think this was filmed prior because the preview for this was already out i think taylor knew he was exiting before he announced he was exiting before we heard it he i think he's known for a while 
that Maybe. this was coming. I think he probably had to organize it with them because they have to build in a storyline for how he's going to exit. I'm, he's not just going to be like, hey, I, I'm, by the way, I'm out next week for a couple months. <laughs> I, he, I, They have to build it into the storyline. Halstead, yeah. So I think that he probably knew ahead of time and they're utilize they're going to utilize this somehow to speak to his exit maybe it was it was strange i think it was but i weird. mean i don't know made me uncomfortable a little bit. it made me uncomfortable and not a lot <laughs> makes me uncomfortable well alex turned up it turns out he was just fine they got him to the hospital i and his wife comes says he's doing good and then she wants to give each of them three thousand dollars and I'm thinking, well, I could use $3,000. Like, why don't you guys take it and just like all. <laughs> you could tell they both thought about it for a second, but mm-hmm. then they were like, no, we can't. Brett a little more than Kelly. Well, Brett, I think with the money, it wasn't as big of a deal. It was when the iPhones came up. She was like, but my screen is cracked. Mm-hmm. I mean, like she really wanted that iPhone. <laughs> and Kelly is so all about the job that mm-hmm. he is all about every rule on the, like he'll break rules to save someone's life yeah. when it comes to him he holds himself to such a strict standard that he it doesn't even know <laughs> yeah yeah no they couldn't do it which you know i i mean like his wife said though like alex was not giving up like <laughs> when she said that i was like Ooh, is he like abusive or something the way she said it was like i, I know be like Ooh. it was a little weird but i think she just meant like no he's gonna and she said he's not going to be happy about this okay (laughs) oh is he going to threaten me with even more money (laughs) don't threaten me with a good time exactly exactly although Uh someone said in our chat couldn't they have suggested donating to the fire station or to chicago fire department well maybe they still couldn't just that you that's what i was thinking i was like can't they just say thanks go ahead and donate it to like the fire department they could have done that because they do do fundraisers for the city of chicago they do accept yeah. money for that yeah yeah the reason I... Lee and brett can take it is because it would be conceived as a bribe yeah. yeah honestly i thought with the iphones for a second there i was thinking like they were gonna put those in as the big basket for herman's thing but that didn't like <laughs> i was like that would be a big gift like two brand new iphones but then I don't know. Kelly found another way, which I thought that was cool. Which still tied into like the fundraiser. So poor Herman was on a struggle bus this week. Herman. So I was obviously not on last week, but this Herman storyline is killing me. Like I can't I, I I can't even see her on the screen without like erupting into tears. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um when she was saying that she wanted to check out her insurance before she put, like, she's still, she's still trying to be everybody's everything, even though she has this and she's mm-hmm. trying so hard. And what really, really killed me was when it, it wasn't just that she's trying to be everything. I think she's afraid of so many different things. Mm-hmm. She's afraid to not be there for her kids. She's afraid to not be there for her husband. Mm-hmm. And she's so afraid of what this is going to do to her body. And I have never, ever related to his story more. And I love her. So it's this is a really, really hard storyline for me. 
but she does this fundraiser every year. And this is another thing that she's afraid of is her worth as a stay at home mom as someone who does all these things for her kids and her school. She can no longer be counted on for these things. And that's scary yeah. when yeah. that is your life and that's your existence. It's scary to have that taken away. I was a group mom for all my kids' classrooms. I went on the field trips. I did the baskets for the fundraisers. I did all these things. And to suddenly be like, uh, I can't be dependent on for anything. And to have the athletic director at our school who would say, no, I'm not letting you coach. You can't coach. You can't do it. it was, it's hard and it's scary. And I think that Cindy plays that fear off really well. And mm-hmm. I loved, I love that scene where Lee Henry came up. He's like, all right. Dad, I'm going to go do this, and you're going to go do this, and we're going to do this. And I mean, I loved him for that. I mean, I'm sorry. Chris is like husband freaking goals. Yeah. Christopher Horman is, there's a reason he's been my favorite guy. And it was even before this storyline appeared. Mm-hmm. But I, I just, I love how he handles this. I love it. Mm-hmm. I did, I was a little worried that he was not going to accept help. <laughs> And then watching, I'm sorry, Annabelle got real old. Uh, uh, the last she, saw her, she was what eight? The... Yes, I was like so I... confused. I was like, wait, that that's not Annabelle. Annabelle's mm-hmm. supposed to be seven. Well, and I think we saw her like just in passing. Obviously, when they told the kids about stuff, but I guess I didn't pay attention. I didn't. Either. It wasn't till it wasn't like it's not just her. I mean, my gosh, we're talking about also like this is Max's school fundraiser. Too. He's making out with the girls or whatever. Like, I mean, they're all so big. I was just like, <laughs> oh my gosh. But Annabelle had me cracking up this week. I don't even think I put this in the notes. But when she's That's sitting there up. with Ritter and Gallo, and they're like, okay, here, we're going to go over and talk to her. Because you we're, know them. They're the cool young guys. They're cool. They're cool and they're young. But to her, who's, what What do we think she is? Probably like 13, 14. Like, she's probably like a so. like young teenager. Seen something like that. Definitely those are old guys and they are not cool at all and she put them in their place so fast and she was basically <laughs> like i like being left alone go away <laughs> with cap that was my favorite was with every cap tried to so escape awkward. her he tried to run from her every time she was with a poor guy had to take off his apologizing shirt apologizing to her <laughs> when when Herbert was like give me your shirt he took it off and she was like so awkward he was just you could he was just so embarrassed i'm like this is a grown man this child is just embarrassed but that is what girls her age are like they are scary because i've got one at home right now you do too they are scary when they get moody like this you're just like i don't know what to do or where to look or what to do right now because i'm gonna make you mad no matter what i do (laughs) what i liked about what annabelle this episode is like even with the ping pong table she's like lame and cap went sorry it's like it was not his fault and when he took up a shirt she's an awkward he was like sorry (laughs) it was the best it was the best i was like this is gonna be a rough this is gonna be a rough week a rough shift for everybody in the fire however long annabelle's gonna be hanging out there loved it i just the more you put cap on the screen the happier i am honestly i just like it but i mean obviously Cap's dirty, sweaty man shirt Ew. and a broken fire hose ca- cover or tip or whatever it was. Stupid basket. Yeah. <laughs> Mouch. Well, and that's, you know, sorry, I was just going to say kind of the same thing. I mean, poor Mouch was like trying to offer help. But Ritter and Gallo were just like, they just told him like it is. They said, no, this is dumb. 
this sucks. This sucks. And they just took it over. (laughs) Which is exactly what he needed. I mean, I was upset because he looked kind of sad at first, but it's what he needed. I mean, he forgot his poor child at school, the one the one he was in charge of. You know, like that was another scene that made me cry. And Annabelle's just sitting there, she's like, Where's Kenny? Like, oh no, poor Kenny. (laughs) The panic on chris's face when he was at that school like yeah i, I great another parent so i'm waiting you dropped him off could you not have i don't know maybe called the firehouse and said yeah hey i'm bringing kenny or let someone at the school know hey when christopher herman if he shows up let him know i'm doing it like something something the terror that he felt and it wasn't just terror of i lost my kids someone took I mean, he lives in chicago for goodness sake you can't yes. just take someone's kid and not let them know you took the kid <laughs> you can't do that yeah like, it's like no call from the school saying hey you haven't picked up your kid yet where yes. are you well and i'm surprised what is going on at that school where they're just letting a parent- right that's not I realistic with a kid it's like n- no like i've had to tell mm-hmm. yeah. parents who aren't on their kids paperwork yes you cannot take yes. your child you have even to call if mom. you know that they are friends oh. related whatever they have yeah. to be on that list you can't like our I, school everybody knows everybody you have to be on a list doesn't matter if you know them i can't check my kids out without my id even mm-hmm. though they all know me i've been my child's been going there for six years they know who i am they know i'm her mother i have to have my id to prove that i'm her mother because that's the rules yes yeah and there have been i will admit there have been some allowances once i got my cancer diagnosis and i got a little more flaky where they would but the school would still call me <laughs> Like, yeah hey this is happening did you know like oh yeah. my gosh no I, I i completely forgot i'm sorry yeah so there's been some but still the school always calls so yeah, it's very unrealistic I, I don't i i don't i don't know if they did that because it was cindy or if they're just whatever but i felt so bad for herman in that moment like mm-hmm. i don't like it when david eichenberg is sad oh, it's like watching taylor kinney sad i don't like it it doesn't feel right or natural and he was almost in tears Mm -hmm. and i hated it and then of course the big idea of the ride-along is just another way to kick herman in the pants (laughs) because the dad is max's girlfriend's dad well but okay let's back up just a little bit to the person that was trying to get the ride-along i do that was like random storyline i'm like okay woman his wife is at home with cancer Mm mm-hmm leave him alone and i'm sorry have you met either of the hermans before because there's no way either one of them are straying from anything ever ever no like that was a random story like that was kind of random and i thought that was a little strange and it was i was really upset because you know obviously cindy is very very involved in the school so chances are the parents know her they know who she is and the fact that she's getting all like buddy buddy with her husband, it's just not right. Well, so I'm telling you what, Cindy Herman, I wouldn't mess with her. No, there's just something about her. That she, woman, she's scrappy. Would be in trouble. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, the woman's very- got five sons too. Okay, <laughs> she's had to, and Annabelle, who seems to be worse than even the five and boys. She's so. been married to Herman for years. So mm-hmm. I mean, that 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 woman, you and. Know, 
She has five sons and Annabelle who all will listen to her if she even looks in their direction. Yeah. If Annabelle bows to her mother and what she says, you should be very afraid of Cindy Herman. Oh, absolutely. Like, like just, I wouldn't mess with Cindy for any no, reason whatsoever. No. Cancer or not. I'm not no. I'm not gonna mess with her a little even at all. I've never wanted to be friends with a fictional character more than I want to be friends with Cindy Herman. Like ever. Maybe in my her life. and Trudy. I want to be in their book club. Yes. So, so bad. <laughs> so bad it almost physically hurts. I at least want to see the book club. Because yeah. they've talked about it and they've yes. never shown it. And I'm like, can we? I mean, we did once, didn't we? One minute. I think so. When just Joe Cruz was I, a part of it. I would love for just all the all the wives. Like, I would love for Chloe mm-hmm. and Donna, all of them to just yes. be, like, together hanging out. Because I yes. think that would be amazing. Oh, when they were, <laughs> when, I'm going to make myself cry again. So I'm just going to cover my face like this. So viewers, okay. I'm sorry if this is weird for you. <laughs> But when Mouch went into Bowen's office and he was like, when I think of Trudy in the possibility mm-hmm. and Bowen was like, well, I hugged on it every other minute. Like, I just, I know those men love their wives I so know. much. And I hate that we had to watch them be sick. I hate it. Yeah. I, hate I know. It. I did. But again, that's the nature of 51, this family atmosphere. I mean, they, mm-hmm. they all work together to do that. Those baskets at Molly's. They did the, they came up with the big ride along idea. And also, can I just say, I love that last week, Violet was like, I give great advice. And it blew up in, her, in everybody's faces. Mm-hmm. But I think her advice was still good. She was yes. still right. It's not, yes, they're dummies. It's not their fault Absolutely. that they're dummies, but she's still right. And this yes. week, she's like, yeah, I came up with a good idea. And it also bit Herman in the butt. So it's just, Violet, stop telling people things. I know, <laughs> stop right? telling people things. <laughs> But, but this is—I think it'll be fine. It will be fine. I mean, it's just the dad laying down the law, and honestly, Herman also wanted to lay down the law. It was Cindy who was like, yeah. "Let him have fun." So I think I Herman loved it when this- she said that because I was just like, "Cindy, she's like, she's tough, mom, but she's also like realistic." Understanding mom. of what is actually I mean, going to happen. They're teenagers, of course. They're making out, people. This is what teenagers do with their significant others. Okay, <laughs> like we're not going to discuss that right now, Jeanette. Well, it's going to happen. Stop okay? it. <laughs> I'm right there with you. It's going to happen probably about the six same feet time. apart. Okay. Always. They will never be closer than six feet apart. Not ever. Well, you keep telling yourself that. It's because I'm going to be on all of their dates with them. <sighs> okay. Sorry. So no, sneaking no around, finding other ways. Stop it. it anyway, not been that we long are since you were a teenager. <laughs> I had a very different upbringing than my children did. <laughs> teenagers are teenagers, though. I'm just saying. We're going to move on swiftly from this topic. This is where Alex comes into play because obviously Severide watching, and this is, you know, Severide is never overtly affectionate with, and they talk, we're going to get into this in a minute when we talk about the conversation Stella and him had, but he's never overtly affectionate with this team with 51. He's never lovey-dovey with them, but he always shows up for them in one way or another. And he's always listening and paying attention to what their struggles are. And he's always there to help them through what, however he does. And he heard what Herman's struggle was and he listened to what it was. And so he called up Alex and was like, Hey, let's pay for this. And then Herman got to tell Cindy, Hey, we covered it all. We got it all paid for. My kids happened to be watching the end scene with me. Jane and Nora did. Yeah. And I think that was like the hardest part because they came in at the end. I had to watch the last 15 minutes with them. And it was when Herman was whispering to her, 
And it was, then she turned to him and said, I made my chemo appointment. It's next Thursday. And Jane was like, um, why, why does it look like he's crying? <laughs> because, oh. and I had to talk and I like tried to talk to them about being emotional because I don't want them to understand that it still affects me. I don't want them to know. <laughs> yeah. But that trauma is real. And that fear is so real. And Cindy played it so well. But she does make her first appearance. And I think that this is going to carry over to the end of the season. And it is going to absolutely wreck me. So yeah, I might be a silent bystander in some of these conversations about the sermons coming up. But I do love seeing the relationship play out because that's what real love is. That's what real devotion is, what a real marriage looks like. And unfortunately, we are seeing one of our other couples who we love and are fighting for and know we know how good they are together. We're watching them stumble a little bit. And this is this is our Stella ride. And I honestly, the only reason we're watching them stumble is because Taylor Kenny has to exit for a bit. Otherwise, I don't think we'd be watching them stumble. I really don't. Yeah, I'm really confused. Okay. Like, I really I'm am. I'm a little ashamed of you. Like, I've been... I mean, we know I've been saying that there's, like, vibes since well, the Well, all of us Harper, have been saying there's vibes. You know, popped on the screen. Um, like I said, I still think it's mostly Carver. Mm-hmm. Um, but here's my thing. Okay, so well, I mean, we'll just talk about what happened first, I guess, before I get into all of my thoughts because I got a lot of them. Um, there were several weird moments. There was Carver when he first came up on Kelly, and he's like helping him set up something. He's talking about squad and how long he's been doing that. And then he said something about like when he when did you meet kid? And then he was like, "You're a lucky man, Severide." that's an awkward thing to say like (laughs) and i mean you could tell kelly thought it was awkward he was just like okay um like i know but why are we having yeah (laughs) and even that conversation i didn't put too much focus on it i was like okay he's just he looks up i was like he just looks up to kelly he wants a life like kelly has i was like okay cool he does want a life like kelly has (laughs) exactly like it right so we also see like his brothers there this week. Which that part was tough because I mean we know the story about what happened with his brother and how traumatic that was, and Stella knows that story too, which is what's putting them so close to each other mm-hmm. this week, because she's trying to be a good friend, which is fine. Um, but that's also how Stella leads, though. So she's also yeah. trying to be a good leader by letting yes. her team know you can count on me for everything. Yes. No. I mean, I think she's doing everything right. Like. Mm-hmm. I was happy as could be that moment when she showed up in the bar where he's talking to his brother. I guess he's going to give his brother mm-hmm. the money, and she has that award of valor that that her and Carver are going to receive. And I love. That was can nice we just moment. back up just for a minute? I love yeah. how excited Bowden was to give her those. Yes, yes. yes. Well, and I love it because I mean they did that was heroic. Like I'm mm-hmm. glad that they're both getting this award. And like I said, and I liked how she presented that to Carver because Mm -hmm. his brother's just trash and is being really terrible to him. Um, And he got to see that his brother is a hero and like everyone knows it. And so that was, you know, that was a nice moment. I liked that. I hate his brother. (laughs) We saw him for all of five minutes. I hate that guy. I hope we never see him again. I hope that's just done. Like, yeah. Yeah, I hope we're done with him forever because I saw him and he didn't have to say more than two words i was like i hate this guy he needs to mm-hmm. go away forever and i don't care 
how that happens. Yeah. I mean, it looks like he's not even grown at all from the time no. when he like pushed him in a fire as a kid. He's still a complete and total no. jerk. So, okay. And to um, see Carver cry. Yeah. Like, guys, I love Carver. He grew I me. do. And this is this is where my struggle is because I absolutely adore Carver. I adore him. I, I mean, as far as we're talking, like, I find him way more attractive than Kelly. So like, he's my fire guy. Okay. But it's going in a weird direction. And I don't know what to think because we know Carver's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Like he's, I'm pretty sure a series regular now. I, I think he is like, I think Jake Lockett is staying. So for them to take a, the storyline in the direction, it seems like it's going like we can't make him a bad guy because he's staying and so but this is we where can make him weird. a dysfunctional guy i don't know i i'm really i think he's gonna be the broken one and i think that he's gonna need fixing but and i think that's I, as far as it's gonna go with stella and I, him i i'm just gonna say that i heard on it was on the other chicago podcast actually um there was like a some sort of article where Jake Lockett said something about how they asked the question if um, Carver was going to get a love interest. And he said that it was going to happen and that it was going to be a familiar face at 51. But whatever that means. Love interest doesn't necessarily, I mean, he, they are, there's no mm. way they're going to give away something that huge. There's no way mm. those actors are allowed to give away a plot point that big. So, <sighs> so he's probably playing on words. Yeah, he is going to get a love interest. Will this love interest want him back? Probably not. Because he's clearly interested in Stella. I mean, they made I it think... obvious with when she had to scoot across his body. Yeah, I brought it up because I want to harass you about that a little bit. Look, I'm... I'm... You didn't even say... Okay, so we all have a group chat for all the groups that we have on Facebook so we can discuss the episode as we watch it. I don't need Amanda. And Jeanette said, I'm a little ashamed of how much I like a scene. And that's all she said. And I saw that scene. I was like, uh, I'm a little ashamed of you too. No, no. Okay, we here's the thing. No, no. Severide is still very firmly in place in that firehouse. You don't get to be excited about that scene. I know. This is why it's confusing. Okay. Because <laughs> you just get out your popcorn. We start arguing over this. She told me she was going to just sit back and watch us argue. Okay. Because I don't have Amanda to support me. Because Amanda's amanda feels exactly like i do look i'm not saying that i like it because like i said that's too strong of a word but i didn't hate it as much as i thought i would hate it so it's like my 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 head my head is saying no this is gross you are a married woman my heart is saying that was pretty hot so my heart and my head are arguing with each other right now, and I'm not really sure what to do. She has been that close to other firefighters before, and that's never crossed the. Mind. I don't. I can't discuss this with you. I need Amanda. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying that I am as confused about my feelings as you are. I'm not confused about my feelings. No, about my feelings. You're confused about my feelings. I am just as confused. I don't know why oh. I feel this. <laughs> Your because you said wrong. he's hot. He, I think he is very hot. He's by the far the best. <laughs> he's the, the best looking guy. I think. I mean, he's better looking than Casey. He's the first like Glad fire guy there. that I've been like, wow, he's attractive. See, my love for the fire people is determined not even by looks at all. It's well, determined it's by not. their characters' personality and like 
Like, he's not better looking than Hawkins. Okay, Hawkins was better looking, but he's close. Jimmy Nichols is better looking, maybe. Because <laughs> like he's very different than yeah. So I just I I I don't think that there is any way that you can make Stella Ride break up and have Carver be the I... one who breaks them up and have people still like and respect the show. I agree. Only and that's because why. Taylor Kinney is such a staple that he is going to, and this is going to make me mad too. The only way that people will accept this is if they kill off Kelly Severide, which I, they, they better not do that. No, no I more, no more deaths. Will. No more deaths there. No. We need to know, like, Taylor being up in the air is what confuses this storyline because if we knew he was going to be gone, like, he's not coming back. Mm-hmm. then it would make it much easier to figure out a way to navigate through this storyline but i think that's the whole point is we aren't supposed to know <laughs> so well, that's what i don't so often we've been able to like sleuth things out and be like mm, mm, mm. and like we called taylor mm-hmm. kinney's exit before he announced he was exiting so there's a lot of things that we've been able to figure yeah. out based on the little nuggets they're giving us so yeah. that's why i think that his what's the actor's name who plays carver jake lockett him saying that i think indicates that it's not going to be on Stella's end. It's all going to be on Carver's end. I think the way he worded that yeah. says it's all going to be Carver, not Stella. And I think that I just, that is going to confuse things at the firehouse. And I think that is the soul. Like he blew up in this episode and said, this whole family atmosphere, it's not for me. It's why I keep my distance. Blah, 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 blah. That's why. Because he could tell that he was forming mm-hmm. a romantic attachment to his lieutenant. And he chalked it up to... I was too vulnerable with her. I shared too much with her. And I think that that is what's going to happen is he's going to try to pull away, but it's going to increase his romantic attachment to her because Stella's going to fight for him to stay, but he's going to receive it differently than what she means it as. It's, that's where I think they're going to take it. Then that just makes him look terrible, which seems weird. If he's- no, it makes him look vulnerable. Because once he's like, once Taylor's off the show, for however long it is, Carver is our leading man. Is mm-hmm. so how do you make him unlikable? I think I don't know. It's weird to me. He's the thing is though, like he's never confided in anybody why what his scars are from, what he went through. Mm-hmm. So that's his connection with Stella. And I think that Stella is gonna help him see that because let's let's dig into the preview for next week. She approaches his apartment and says, Yeah, if I can't trust you, you can't be on my team. Yeah, I think that's the direction they're going to take it. And he's going to realize that his romantic interest in Stella is not actually romantic interest. Mm-hmm. It is a real connection with another human being, which he has fought having not since he was a child. But yeah. suddenly it's there and he's confused by what these feelings are because he's attached to this person. So I think the way you make him a decent human being is he's fighting what he thinks is romance. Because he knows it's wrong and he doesn't want it. But Stella's going to help him see, listen, you're broken, man. It's super unhealthy what you're doing. You're killing Mm -hmm. yourself. And Stella is going to help him overcome that. He's going to come to rely on her as a lieutenant over romance. Yeah. And maybe maybe him and Brett. Or maybe, which is weird for me. I feel like him and Brett, like, because honestly, like, let's talk real quick before we move on to the rest of the preview, since we've mentioned Brett. Do we think there's any chance Casey's going to come back? I think he's hinting. 
there has been a lot of Casey talk. Mm-hmm. I thought I read something like before the se- the season started that maybe he might be. And maybe they were discussing it with him if they thought Taylor might be leaving because the only way to soften the blow of Taylor Kenny leaving is that we get Matt Casey back in there. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, but if they that bring was him t- back, it better be permanent. It needs Otherwise, to be permanent. Brett has to permanently leave with him. It, they have to be together. Yeah, you because cannot bring him that, back and not put them together. Even that, like, love at first sight discussion. I mean, God, how sweet, Brett. I mean, like, she was even saying, like, she was almost like, maybe I was. It was love at first sight. And maybe she just didn't realize it at first. Like, mm-hmm. and poor, you know, Violet's like, mm, no. Like, God, I love Violet so much. She's like, gross, no. But would she say, like, attraction too. is but she was yeah both of them were like no but then of course i asked cruz and he was like oh yeah yeah he fell madly in love with chloe immediately <laughs> like my sweet little Even romantic through the smoke <laughs> i'm like that's me though like i'm that romantic like that- one that definitely believes in love at first sight but he's joe so i mean you know he he's the hopeless romantic of the yeah. entire time. yeah i love that's it if you had asked gallo I bet Gallo would have said yes too, because I feel like he's that like crazy romantic type, you know, but we didn't even ask them. I don't know that he's so much romantic as he is lustful. I think he thinks he's romantic. Yes. Though. That'll give Do you know you. what I mean? Yes. Like, I think yes. he would believe in love at first sight and Ritter would be like, no, like that doesn't happen. I think Ritter would be like, well, we can think it's real, but it's actually not real <laughs> when you actually look at it. Exactly. Um, but talking about Gallo and Lo- okay, so the other part of the preview next week, I am not here for this, and no, I'm so surprised I, yeah. that I'm not here for it. I don't want it. Mm-mm. Gallo, I and did. Violet. I'm gonna more. need more build up. Yeah, like which maybe it's like for show because if you notice, like Sylvia's Sylvie's face <laughs> was my face when I saw it. It was like, why are you kissing? So maybe like. Maybe Gallo's like got some woman like after him or something and he's trying to like blow her off because that sounds like a Gallo kind of thing to do. And he's like, maybe he's using Violet to like. Violet's the one who kissed him. Well, then maybe Violet, maybe it's the other way. I feel like maybe it's going to be like they're using each other to make someone else think that they're involved. But of course, maybe that will and maybe that will be the steps because I can get back behind Gallo and Violet, but you're going to have to sell it to me. Yeah. So I don't and know. like even I were talking about this a little bit before the podcast. Like I really like that trio of friends. I really, really like it. Like it's another like end game. If you do it again, it has to be end game forever. Like we can't break up that friendship group. Yeah, E brought up a really good point too about them being together. What did you say? You know, I feel like he'd actually now that I think about it, I think he'd be pulled into that relationship relationship because they would be all over him <laughs> when they just put him in the like, middle i feel like every time they like had an Ritter, argument believe, like Ritter, you won't believe what violet did he's like i don't want to hear it <laughs> so i don't know i could see that being a problem but i'm with Jeanette. like they've done a lot of work on mm-hmm. that friendship right there to yep. the point where i'm no longer a fan of them being together unless they work really really hard to get them to that yeah point. exactly at this point, it's not gonna work what's the fact that like her relationship with evan 
was seemed so much more mature mm-hmm. than poor gal and i mean i say these things like i don't love him i absolutely adore gallo but he is immature and he mm-hmm. is like goofy and and i don't know he's just not he's not the same as evan hawkins so like yeah. to go from that being your relationship and how in love and how serious that was back to gallo and i think because I of that it would seem too soon for her to go from evan yeah to gallo so maybe it's just an act maybe because yeah, i mean sylvie's face be. was super surprised <laughs> i mean i loved her because i swear yeah, outright, I, was like, I laughed outright <laughs> i was like when i saw it and then they pay into her and that's exactly what she's doing i'm like that's all of us right i now. did rewind it a couple times just to watch brett's face <laughs> so it's got to be an act which if that's the case like maybe i will love this because it'll probably be really funny especially mm-hmm. if gallo doesn't realize that she's going to do it when she lays one on him. yeah and that's what it looked like to me was that it was just a spur of the moment she kissed him because it looked yeah. like he turned to say something to her and she was like bam oh, he's gonna be so madly in love after she does that though. that's like- exactly <laughs> the problem we just said gavel thinks he's a romantic that's where his head's gonna go and he's gonna talk to ritter constantly about well should i do something and ritter's just gonna be like no <laughs> <laughs> yeah it should be a fun story i guess we'll see we'll, we'll- see this week on pd we finally return to the ensemble cast show I was so excited to see everybody as a team in the field doing their thing, coming together. I like I was even I were chatting a little bit before the podcast started. I loved the the individual storylines. I loved getting to know them a little bit better. I mm-hmm. loved getting to get into the psyche of each character a little better because I love these characters so much. But by yeah. mid-season, I was like, all right, come on, let's let's get back to the group. Let's get back to our family here. And we yeah. brought it back this week. We got to see Voight in the field. We got to see him oh, start off by visiting my guy's grave. See, I, I like no. I was gonna say a sentence that was gonna come across real creepy and weird, so I'm not gonna say that sentence. Oh, now you have to say it. Christopher Herman and Al, they're my they're my guys. <laughs> I was gonna say what's, what's creepy. I like about all that? the old men. <laughs> I mean, I like old men weird. too. That's fine. I just like them young too. <laughs> I like Voight. I'm not gonna. Well, okay. Here's the difference in our statements. All right. We like Casey Jones. Okay. This thing for <laughs> Al has been going for 20 years. That's true. That's that's very because more than 20. Like, oh my God, I'm older than I think I am. Closer to 30 years. Okay. <laughs> like she's. I said 20. And I'm like I wasn't 20 then. Is it really been 30 years? So probably 25 to 30, Maureen. We're old. Okay. That's a disturbing reality you just threw on me all at once. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but it's true. All right. Anyway, so I I didn't I didn't get the tie-in to this week from that. I I I didn't see a real point to it. I was glad to see it because I love Al and I love Voight and Al's relationship. I didn't yeah. see the point though. I think that it could have been because I heard the 200th episode did honor to Al. So maybe they're building up to next week's episode. I don't know. But oh, it, I hadn't heard that. That's cool. So, or maybe they said it was this week. They were paying homage to it. I thought they said 200. But we do see that. And it's, he gets a, a text message from ASA Chapman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this was, we saw her once before too. Like with the Sean mm-hmm. case. That's when we've yep. seen her, right? Okay. Yeah. Because she's um, the new state's attorney. So yeah, she'll be in all the legal cases. We don't cases. see a lot of like in the past. I feel like we haven't seen the only time we ever saw the state's attorney is when they were doing that like 
that legal show where they were trying to do that otherwise we never really saw the state's attorneys very well, much i feel like we saw a lot of the state's attorney in the first few seasons mm-hmm. not just when that that oh, other show was on but it was the first so few long. seasons we saw a lot yeah maybe and i feel like when that when the legal show came on i feel like that's when they started to pull away from it a little bit more to reserve it for that mm-hmm. show maybe that's the case. and they never I don't know, just I felt like i hadn't seen them in a while but we haven't um but yeah so she calls and she needs help um she's a little vague about what's going on she's got a file mm-hmm. i felt like i even sent in the chat okay so she's related to this this informant some way right there was she's it was gotta obvious. be close to this informant yeah it was obvious that there was some sort of relationship more mm-hmm. than just them being the informant yeah. um but she i was like she was in a relationship with this dude like yeah that's, that's it was something did she say that it was a it was a guy because i didn't catch that i thought she just said informant so i thought in the maybe... beginning they just said informant yeah it wasn't until a little bit later they mentioned his name um but yeah so like this person morales who's like a big time drug dealer obviously this informant that they had um was murdered years ago and so now she thinks she's got like this information to try to take Morales down. Um, and of course, you want intelligence to handle it because who better to handle this? Except for Which, when you double book people. Yeah. I mean, Hank was hesitant because at first he was like, you know, mm, like I'm well, not going to start stupid. stealing stuff from narcotics. But she had already arranged all of that. So, But she, they, Hank also knew there is something else something. going on. There's a reason Hank heads up intelligence yes exactly exactly because he's an idiot right um but so like they're following this guy pedro who you know they think is like delivering the drugs you know lead to get to this morales guy but of course this car chase leads to some like huge accident where not only is pedro killed but some just random woman that happens to be parked in her car which that's terrible just got in her car too like yes. she just walked into the car mm-hmm. and then there's not even any drugs in the truck mm-hmm. it's just acetone so like they have nothing on this guy um and it's important to note that it wasn't because uh intelligence was there it just seemed like everything was going wrong they had a police siren was going off chasing down what was a possible burglary yes. just happened to be down the same road mm-hmm. and hank didn't get them. to him soon enough to cut their sirens but obviously that didn't get them anywhere. So they got to take a new approach. And this time they get to use Dante, which was fun. I love seeing him do this stuff. He's my guy. I love Dante. He's just so good. I like him a lot. A lot. I do. I like him a lot. Like he's he's even with Adam for me. And I know that's insane for that's you to hear, not... but he's even for Adam for me. No. But he's up there. <laughs> you just went completely silent for a minute no i mean like there's no way look though pd's the one i can't hardly pick favorites because it's kim and adam Mm. and then literally everyone else like i'm not gonna pick a favorite in the rest of them they're all great they're all above every med person probably well not except will halston they're all above every fire person for me like they're Mm. up there so and the other thing i want to say before we get too deep into dante undercover which (laughs) see what i did undercover <laughs> is uh i love watching kevin and dante be partners mm-hmm. i love that matchup i yeah. think he and kevin work together and plus i like that we're seeing so much of dante undercover that that means we see more of kevin who yeah i feel like they 
need to highlight him a little more. Like, why is he not celebrated more? I have no idea. It doesn't make sense to me. So I, I'm, I I'm here for that. I agree. But like, I, not just Kevin, because I also like, I like Dante with everybody. Because mm-hmm. even in this, mm-hmm. like, bar where he's, you know, trying to get like hired onto the job. It backfires at first because they're like, no, we're good. We don't need anything. But that's what I was thinking. Oh, what are we going to do now? And then all of a sudden I see Adam stand up and I'm like, oh, he's in there too. Starts causing a ruckus. And Dante, you know, is kind of standing up, going to like put him in his place, going to like get this guy's dress. And then he like actually hit Adam. And I was thinking, oh my God. I wanted to see just a tiny scene of that afterwards. Like Adam was like, man, that was, that was a little much, you know, they didn't do it. I want to know so bad how much of that was planned because he didn't just hit him once. Like, he, no. he hit him a couple of times and it was like real legitimate punches mm. to the face and to the chest. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, Adam is another one that is really good undercover. So that's why he just rolled with it. I mean, I feel like him and Dante, but I mean, not that Kevin isn't good, but we've seen Adam do it a lot mm-hmm. where he he's just really good at rolling with the punches, literally. And I think that's why, because Kevin is more... Kevin is kind of Jay Halstead like where he's very it's hard for him to break from book yeah no I agree Adam was hired specifically because he doesn't play by the book ever exactly and it seems like Dante is somewhere in the middle like he Mm -hmm. has his things but he's really good at at using his instincts and going with the flow on this stuff and what I what made me laugh out loud about that scene was that first punch looked to genuinely take Adam off guard yeah, I don't know that Adam knew he was going to do that. <laughs> I loved it. I laughed so hard. I did too. I did too. <laughs> but it, it worked. worked, though. It worked. He got hired. So, yeah. I mean, he he it does work. He does get hired by this guy. And I just like how Morales comes over all big. And like, you got a license? Hook him up. And then walks away. Like, that was easy. <laughs> all you got to do is punch a couple people in a bar. Who knew? That's right, what you got to do to get him as a drug lord. Exactly. <laughs> so when he goes into, oh my gosh, this Hank's expression. <laughs> when Dante goes to drop off the package. And first of all, I was thinking, Morales is obviously very good at not getting caught, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you think he's not going to inspect his packages for maybe a hole? And when Dante walked into the, because, you know, he put the hole in there to put the camera in there to see what it is, which is yeah. books. Yeah. But when he walked into the building, the tape was very obviously peeled back still. So you oh, I didn't notice that. Tampered with. <laughs> so you think Morales is going to pick up on the fact that you checked out his product? That might be a little. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> his hand, his thumb kind of went over it. When he walked in the building, he switched hands and it went down over it. Like, Morales is going to see that if I see it. So he walks in there. He's investigating. And I absolutely thought that guy was there to rob Morales. I did too. And obviously Dante did because he used the safe word. Mm -hmm. Which was what? Storm. It was the word storm. Yeah. And Voight, that's when Voight finds out that Mike, the ASA, double booked this case. She asked someone off book who no longer worked for narcotics to come in and help run this. Like, yeah, I could have shot that guy if he didn't turn around. She said she pulled him like, so I don't know what took him so long to go take care of this then. Like, that seems strange, but I don't know. Either way, Hank was like, girl, you got to chill. And like, this is like, if you want me to do this, back off and let me handle it. Yeah. So. And 
my gosh, when and this is where Dante is this is this is where he gets into slippery situations because Dante draws the line like he'll go off book no problem but he absolutely draws the line on innocent people exactly hard hardcore line which is right and good i thought he was gonna get like made for sure Mm -hmm. like with that old woman but he was not gonna let lorenzo like hurt him hurt her at all so a little background they go in and it's a rip that they go in there it's a robbery and at first i was like oh no they're gonna take jewelry or something what is this place (laughs) but i couldn't i don't know why i couldn't figure out what they were doing because I missed somehow that the trunk was carrying acetone. I missed it. Okay. So I didn't know I they were in a nail salon. I don't know salon. why it's carrying acetone. Like, well, because that's what they're cutting the heroin with. Okay. Or the cocaine. I missed that part. Yeah. I don't that's... know enough about drugs to understand like what you would use acetone for. Well, but... I only know that because when they said what was in the truck, it was what they were cutting the product with. So that's all they had. That was what they said. <laughs> yeah. And then Jesus. when you when you see Dante and what is it, Pedro? Lorenzo, is the... Lorenzo. Mm-hmm. when you see them in the uh, warehouse, I don't know, something whatever. with an L. When they're in that warehouse working on the cocaine, they're actually pouring the acetone in there. Oh, okay. So that's that's what that's they're cutting it wild. with. Yeah, uh, I don't know how real that is. I was, I, I never did heroin, so I don't know. I never done. <laughs> no idea. But sure, that's what they're there for. They're thank God they're only there for acetone. Thank God, because yeah. I I don't think Lonzo Lorenzo, whatever his name is, would have had any problem shooting Dante like at all. He's got he's got no loyalty to this guy. But Dante pulls her aside, yells at her, and I love Dante. This is why I love him. He whispers, "It's okay. I'm not gonna let anybody hurt you." <laughs> and she just believes it. You could just tell. Yes. You can hear in his voice that he's trustworthy. Yes. Like, yeah. And he just, he t- he didn't have to. He could have still played character and still made sure she didn't get hurt. But he is so sure for the innocent that he stopped what he was doing to make sure she knew, I'm protecting you. I know. And then he walked out. Sweet <laughs> man. I love it. I love it. I love him. And yeah, then obviously too. Hank is going to figure out what's going on. He finds out she's sleep- <laughs> the ASA is sleeping with the informant so this it's just it's just it's a very messy situation and at the mm-hmm. same time i'm getting stressed out because dante's asking a lot of questions very suddenly so that the whole time i was i was stressed out because my guy is asking these questions and alonzo's mm-hmm. starting to get a little smart and we see how smart he actually is and even hank gives him mm-hmm. credit for it mm-hmm. but what lonzo what happens when people get too smart and they think of how smart they are is you give away way, way more information than you intend to. Mm-hmm. And so Hank obviously, obviously figures out how he knows exactly. Nope. <laughs> how you know the essay nope. is sleeping with him. Okay, I got you. All right, so mm-hmm. let's figure you out. And he mm-hmm. does. They, you know, I mean, they had, he had to because, I mean, we knew that Lonzo wasn't going to flip on Morales. Yeah. And here he was ready to, like, you know, tell everybody about ASA Chapman. Mm-hmm. So you know hanks had to find another way to to take down morales and it works so i found out about lonzo's cousin and and his involvement in all this and it just kind of unfolds from there mm-hmm. and honestly the reason he won't flip on morales is because morales has over half the police force in his pocket apparently mm-hmm. yeah so that's why he won't and i think i think that this is why you get hank to handle a case like this this is exactly why so 
they they do find a new plan to take down Morales. They find his cousin, but it was accidental, right? Mm-hmm. They were going through all those paper, all the paperwork, and suddenly there's this. It looks like it's been cramp, crumpled, and stomped on, and it's all messy and dirty, and mm-hmm. just oh, look at this sheet from God that says I have this cousin who has this construction company. Ta-da! Mm-hmm. And that cousin, I mean, he wasn't meant for oh. any of this like criminal life because no. they flipped him like that. <laughs> he was crying he was like, within like a second. That's how I would be. Like, if you bring me into the police station, I'll be like, no, I'll tell you everything. Like, and, well, I, the thing is, good. he never, I mean, this guy didn't even know this was he really happening. Know. And he mm-hmm. is not this kind of person. He even said, there's a reason I haven't talked to him. Yeah. I don't want anything to do with this. I didn't want anything to do with this. I didn't even know what was happening until after it happened. So this guy has been carrying this for what, seven years? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I felt bad, but at the same time, I know why he didn't say anything. If he knows well, these are Morales is and he knows yeah. who his cousin's working for, then there's, I think his cousin is probably, again, Lonzo has no problem killing anybody. So nope. I think he probably would have been like, uh, do you know who I work for? Do you know yeah. what happened to you if you say anything? Yeah. I felt bad for the cousin. I felt real bad for that guy. Mm-hmm. But they're able to dig up that body and... And this is the part that confused me. So they found a gun, which I'm guessing, I mean, was the gun registered to Morales? Because typically mm-hmm. criminals don't register. Like, No. So how did they... blood on the gun that they think was Morales's. Oh, because he beat him. So there was blood mm-hmm. on his hands. That's, okay. That's the piece of information I wasn't putting together. But okay. Yeah, yeah so that's... But so they find that, and that is able to flip Lonzo. And he's not going to tell him Chapman because, well, now, you know, he's going to go down for, for murder here yep and so he tells them everything they need to know they arrest morales and i don't know i did enjoy there was a moment between Voight and asa chapman which was a nice couple of moment Mm -hmm. i liked how he was not he didn't judge her about her and i wonder if that had a little bit to do i know it wasn't a romantic relationship but with um oh what was her name anna from last season oh, the informant yeah. i know that wasn't a romantic relationship but hate got really close to her yeah, and i think that's probably why he, cloudy. he understood how that could happen w- with these these well, yeah. type of individuals you know and he said to her i when she said why why didn't you say anything he said i know what this job can do to people i've seen really good people yeah. slip and break and yeah. I honestly, I think, I think I even said this in our chat that Hank's character arc from season one, when I was messaging you guys being like, uh, am I supposed to like this guy eventually? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think I like this guy right now. Yeah. To now where he is almost like a father figure to every person who comes mm-hmm. into his life and yeah. direct them in the right way. His character arc has been beautiful. No, I agree. And I like watching it. <clears throat> and even with Haley, how he's handling her. <laughs> Because he was with her this whole episode. Father figure. Leading her down the right path. Making her a great cop. And also making sure mm-hmm. she doesn't turn out the way he did. Maybe that was the significance of Al. Is because he's making sure that they don't turn into who he is. Maybe. Maybe. And even when when she wanted Lorenzo. She's like, let's just do it. I don't care if I lose my job. Hank's like, no. <laughs> mm-hmm. We're going to do this right way. So there's all the moments he had with ASA Chapman. Mm-hmm. I think were really good moments. Really sweet. Really comforting. Really... Mm-hmm. it showed how far hank has come and i also think I'm, losing his son had something to do with it too yeah 
Oh, I agree. I'm always looking for a romantic relationship for Voight because we, it's been 10 years and we've never had one. So I think I, I got a little excited when um she said she wanted to buy him a drink. And even though he said not at this oh, time. I didn't even catch that. She offered to buy him a drink and he was like, maybe another time. So I was, I was like, hmm, maybe another time. I wanted I him to have that. just I someone. I like, like that one though. To spend his life with. I could be okay with it. I felt too much fatherly vibes coming off him for her because oh, it felt the way he's he talks with Haley is how he was talking to ASA Chapman. I don't know. I really I liked him with Sam. No. <laughs> I wanted that one uh, to work out so bad. I wanted him to be with Olivia Benson. Can that, that still great. happen, please? I don't watch SVU, so I don't know if what's going on with her romance. I haven't life, in a long time, but, but I would love him with Olivia Benson. With Stabler. But then I saw her with Hank Voigt and I was like, well, maybe I want this. Remind me who Stabler is. From SVU, the guy. Christopher Maloney. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, love I thought you said you wanted Voigt with Stabler. I, was like, I don't remember that you character. Know, Benson. <laughs> but I don't know. I, I just, I want, Hank needs something. A friendship. Anything. like Him and Kevin someone. both are the two who are like, eh, you guys don't need somebody long term. Although Kevin at least had Celeste for a little bit. Yeah, Hank has never had any romantic relationships. But I think they're highlighting that he's married to the job, and I don't think he'll let any. I think it's another part of his character where he won't let someone else come in anymore because he watched his his love was his first wife. I know, but it been. I mean, I don't. Then a friendship. Then since he's lost Al, he doesn't even have. I was going to say he. I don't think they're going to let it happen because his first wife died. He's never going to have a love like that. His only friend died he's never gonna have a friend like that so i think i think hank is just so scarred and damaged that his team is is is, they are it for him what's her name means to move back with the grandbaby then like let him have someone in his life that like i agree i don't know he needs but you know this is his family and we get speaking of families (gasps) next week now we don't know for certain what's going to happen in the 200th episode, but we know enough. We have been reading reports about it being Berzik heavy. Look, I know that the 200th episode, I mean, we've seen the preview. Okay, first of all, that Kim, she's trying to save someone in like a train or something. We hear Adam's voice like Yell calling Kim. out her name. Yes. <laughs> I like, love when he yells her name like that, just by the way. <laughs> Look at Jeanette. What I love most about it is how hot and bothered Jeanette gets when you bring it up. God. We also know that filming for the 200th episode, part of it was done at the Burzak house. Mm-hmm. And that is where we got our cute little Burzak family selfie that Michaela posted on her. Yeah. Ramona, not Michaela, where Ramona posted on her Instagram. So pretty safe to say this is a Burzak episode. I've also read, and I actually looked up an article we were starting. There's definitely, there's like some pictures. Um, They are being like, somehow they're trapped somewhere, but they're trapped together. And there's supposed to be some sort, yeah. And there's supposed to be some sort of, I don't know if some old feelings like for Kim's trauma, like come up. And so she's sort of having a hard time, but I think Adam's going to be there to kind of help her through it. I think this is going to be our our moment now i'm not (laughs) saying like everything's gonna be perfect after this but i really think that this is going to be a good episode for the burzak fan i'm putting that out to the universe (laughs) and gonna make it so because i've been waiting a long time for this 
And I think it bears saying that this is uh, Jesse Lee Sofer's return. Yes. He directed this episode. So, mm-hmm. um, Jesse, I think that the fans if, <laughs> if uh, you don't give all the Berzik moments promised, um, Jeanette might be coming for you. <laughs> yeah, like, I'm, ar- I'm already mad at you. All right? Hold- Not Jesse, obviously. I'm mad at Jay. So don't make me mad at Jesse, too. All right? I'm not as mad at Jay as everybody else is. I'm livid, but that's I know. You know another well, time. You are too. Yes, they like killed his character last episode. I don't agree with that. Well, you're wrong. That number. <laughs> that's that doesn't happen very often. Eve. Well, so it like happened. I am. You're outnumbered. Very. Well, that that is our very extensive talk on uh, PD. I welcome back uh pd's ensemble team up of course we're getting mostly just two characters again next week it's the best but so it's okay (laughs) it's it's jeanette's favorite too so that means something Uh, so we're gonna tune in for that next week obviously and hopefully we will have a very giddy podcast to have for you next week i might watch that one tuesday oh look at you do that very good girl so you can tune in Sunday where our Fox 9 is going to come at you. We talk 911 and that one, uh, OG, when is that come returning? Is that returning soon? Uh, March? March 6th. Mm-hmm. So right now we're just discussing 911 Lone Star, but soon after March 6th, it'll be 911 Lone Star plus 911. And then on Tuesdays, you obviously have our NBC nights with One Chicago. And next week is the return of Grey's Anatomy. So... The following Wednesday, you will have our ABC Nights return to you where we discuss Grey's Anatomy, Station 19. And those are set. So those we will tell you about because those are our set ones that we recap for you. So that's that's there for you. Check out our One Chicago group. It's One Chicago, Chicago Family Fan Club. Let us know what you think, not just of the show. Of We, we really want to hear what you guys think. On We have our spoiler posts that are up for 36 hours mm-hmm. let us know in there what you think of the episode as it's airing as it's coming on because most of us get it watched that night or the day after and i'm pretty sure pd will be watched live by all of us next wednesday so hit us up there find it let us know what you think give us some feedback on the podcast do you want to see what you don't want to see what you like you don't like we want to hear it all we want, we're doing this for you because i mean mostly because we want to talk about it but we're also doing it because we want to do it for you guys so let us know And we'll see you real soon. Bye, guys. Bye. Loving our content? Subscribe to our YouTube channel. And don't forget to share our podcast with your family and friends. We want to continue the conversation with you. You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok under Fandom Family Chats or one of our ever-growing Facebook groups by searching Family Fan Club. We've also launched a website, familyfanclub2021 at wixsite.com. You can email us there and keep checking it for announcements and merch coming soon. And of course, be sure to tune in every week for new episodes discussing all your favorite shows.